your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast, episode number 52. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Another happy episode for uh, back-to-back weeks as the Red Raiders kick the uh, road woes to the side and pick up a win in Waco over Baylor, 39-14 to 14, the final there. And overall, I mean, just a phenomenal day of college football. If you're a college football fan, pretty good week for for a lot of people, but man, uh, it was it was good to see the the head coach happy uh, beating his his former team. Yeah, and you know when they uh, Texas Tech barely, barely won. I got it. Okay. Right. It took it took me a little. Just, just yeah, just making yeah, sure we're leave all the, on the same dad page. jokes to the pros, man. That's all right. <laughs> oh man, I like it. Um, I like it. yeah. Um, yeah, well, let's go ahead and get this one out of the way, too. So there was that one. And then you have the – you got to say something about Baylor Cup, you know. Uh, oh, with, yeah. With two catches in the game, uh, two catches in the game, yeah, beating Baylor uh, or helping beat Baylor. So, yeah, there's he, some – He had more touchdowns than the Baylor team did himself. So, I mean, that was that was awesome. I mean, it, that's level that, – that was the game that Texas Tech fans – have expected coming into the season the whole year, right? I mean, that was that was the one, that was the team that when you you project them to be a, a eight, nine, ten win football team before the season, that's the one you envisioned what we saw on Saturday night, right? Yeah, yeah. It, but but it, it it I still think it looks uh it's still like looking a bit different than I guess we thought, although sure. I think it maybe is in some ways looking uh, like we thought to, or or hoping it, w- it were to look. I just, I never yeah. expected, and I don't think, uh, I just didn't expect for the, because I think it's flipped now. I think the run sets up the pass. I think maybe the that the, they, you know, I would have thought, um, and heck, maybe I don't know, based on the last what twenty years of experience that around here anyway, that the um, yeah the the pass would set up the run kind of thing. But I think you found something. You're you're going to it. It's working. Um, some of your pieces have changed uh, there with your, you know, the the folks involved, whether it be O line or uh, tight end. Um, we'll we'll get into that. But yeah, I mean, this was just it was a it was a good. I think Rabbit said it after the game was over. Uh, and and I th- I thought it was a good team win uh, because, geez man, you can list off, you know, Linton, Taj, Duda, uh, Cole, uh, Baylor Cup, Cup. yeah, <laughs> Morton, mm-hmm. uh, Price, uh, <clears throat> I mean. Yeah, it's like you know, a lot of those offensive linemen deserve some credit. Well, yeah, too. The, yeah, the the group, yeah, but yeah. Jacoby, Jacoby Jackson, yeah, filling in for yeah. Cole So, it, it, and that's why I say this was just a good, you know, and and I, I think uh, Jalen and Tony deserve a ton of, and, and Quincy, and on and on it went uh, there in the interior because 
this was a it was a team win. It was kind of the team that you were hoping to see. You're right, and you got the result that you wanted in commanding fashion. Mm-hmm. But this was you, you you beat them up up front. You know, I think you own, you you own the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and that's what won it. And yet, most of what we talked about there a second ago, there were some some trenches guys involved. You know, the Linton, the Dudas, the uh, Jacobys, uh, uh, Cole, and and all that stuff. But um, that that's where this game was won because yep. I just thought you punch Baylor right in the mouth repeatedly uh, on the offensive line against their D line, and then your D line against their O line. And you did it for four quarters, and it wasn't perfect, um, but I thought that's where the, this ultimately this game was won. And you're right; it, it it's very meaningful. Um, Baylor's going to have a tough time getting to a bowl game. Um, I think they are very frustrated in Waco. Um, I, I'm, you know, for a program that's won three Big Twelve championships and. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, they're 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 obviously very frustrated, and and I I don't know. I'll just throw this out there: Are these programs kind of passing each other in the night? I don't know. Uh, I think you have still a long way to go to get to where they've kind of been. Yeah, I think though that the wheels are. I don't know if they're off in Waco, but it it seems to be trending the wrong direction. Uh, anyway, that's their problem. I'm not worried about it. You won't see them <laughs> until next year when they uh, they roll into Lubbock into your uh, really nice uh, new additioned stadium. And um, anyway, so that that's their problem. But I was happy personally for Joey and all those folks that uh, had spent time in Waco because I don't mm-hmm. think there's a ton of ill will, but I think there's some awkwardness or some uh you know I, and i and i think probably people were were told things out the door uh you know about oh, you're you're going there you're going to go work with him uh obviously it was it was how can it not be personal with joey i know he's got very positive memories however there was a time when he was in line to get the head coaching job there and was passed over yeah and you know and so how could it not be and and the ad is still there mac Rhodes, uh and and dave aranda was the one hired and he worked for Dave Aranda. And I mean, anyway, just a lot, a lot of layers there. Uh, and, and yet it's really just a road win, which was which was key. And it was a conference win, which was key. Yep. And that's what you must focus on. But I know that it was uh, important for a lot of people. And you kind of check some things off the off the list there. Yeah, the, that last part, a conference win, which is key. And you, you mentioned this last night uh, um, towards the end of the broadcast. But, I mean, you're sitting there at at two and one in league play and it, it's a pile it's a pile of of teams that are there right now you got is it one? basically tied with iowa state uh and texas <laughs> and kansas for second place in the league or whatever i mean it's just well, like we all the, had it projected right yeah i mean it, those teams this makes no sense and all of a sudden tcu's not very good um you know, Texas all of a sudden was on the top of the mountain, and now it's like, okay, well, I guess they're not back, you know, kind of deal. And so, I mean, it's just uh, a yeah. snapshot of this league. Really, it's a snapshot of the sport. Uh, yeah, because we saw it all over college week football. Week. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that was yeah. a Notre Dame loses, USC barely survives. Probably should have lost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Miami with one of the most boneheaded endings you'll ever see. Have you ever seen anything that, that which could cost them dumb? A, 
yeah, it could cost them a shot at playing for an ACC championship because their their coach is stubborn and just won't go into victory formation, which is the best formation in all of football when you're on the right side of it. And you had an opportunity to, uh, yeah, I, I just, I can't even. Um, you know, what's funny is, I, I know this is a side anecdote, but every time the Cowboys do a, a victory formation, my wife makes me like pause it so she can watch. She's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Because she loves the, uh, the no, land. Tom Landry. Yeah, the yeah, what, what, what's with the offensive, yeah, what's the it's the Landry, you know, like the uh, there's the offensive word. line. Yeah, yeah, but where the the Landry shift or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. call it. Uh, she loves that so much because it's so in sync. <laughs> yeah, they fun. used to. But you're right. It is the I, best I formation. It's yeah. the best formation in in football. So I that was boneheaded and uh, unbelievable. But Tech was on the right side of the the yeah. college football world. Um, and, and now you're sitting here. There were questions last week. Okay, do you, does this team even have an ability to win two games in a row? You've done that. Now, do you have an ability to win three games in a row? And we'll get into the K-State game. But it's funny how things can turn with one game. And I know it's two games now. But uh, in a couple of weeks from how low you're feeling to a one and three start to the season, sitting at three and three, it's still not uh, perfection by any means. But you start to look around and look ahead and say, okay, that team's beatable. That team's definitely beatable. K-State's not near as tough as we may have thought they were at one point. You got these games at home that are winnable. And all these goals that are still there are sitting in front of the Red Raiders. And I think the confidence machine might be there for this team, uh, which can, can end up being a dangerous thing. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, I think you can't obviously do anything about um, you know what how the season started. Um, no, yeah, I'm just I'm sitting here looking it up. I was trying to um, <laughs> the Landry. No, no, no. Oh. I, I was actually looking up uh, the Kansas State Texas Tech deal um, just because you 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 made me think about it and the number uh, of yeah uh... yeah it's it's uh, I think it's let's see. 12 13 seven, 7 yeah 7 and 4 is 11 yeah so it's uh it's 11 of 12 yeah 11, 11 of 12, 12 okay. they, they beat you and so um i uh too many yeah and when we when we get into the Kansas State game and all that stuff but but i think it just it just speaks to how how competitive or how i, I, I don't know you, you you can you can say competitive you can you can really use the word parity here or you can say very average i don't mm -hmm. know i'm sure they could all apply sure. it's going to be difficult for teams to kind of really separate um i think most people are going to expect texas and oklahoma to you know continue to win out and and whatever and then have this rematch in arlington and and this fairy tale ending as they depart the league um and and it's it's you know, on paper, it's tricky trying to figure out. Okay, well, who's gonna who's gonna wreck that? You know, deal is West Virginia good enough? Is Kansas State good enough? Is Texas Tech good enough? Is you know Iowa State good enough? I, I have my serious doubts about uh, is is Kansas good enough? Um, you know, I don't know if I said that some of them already, but you know, it, it's like I don't know if mm -hmm. I who can start stringing them together because if you start looking at it, you know, choice that there's not a lot of margin for error. You can't, you know, with Texas Tech, for example, we'll localize it here. You've lost one to, to West Virginia. Now you're two and one. Yeah. 
you 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 may you maybe can afford one more conference loss to have a realistic shot to play in Arlington. Yeah. And even then you may need some help. So for for, for all that that you know you want to feel like there's a shot at this deal, you, you, there's just not a whole lot of uh, margin for error left. Oklahoma doesn't really play, you know, much left uh that scares you. Not really um, at all. Yeah. Texas on paper doesn't look like they deal with much on paper anyway. And that includes you. I mean, if, if, cause it's in Austin, you know, you know, and who knows what things will look like when you get to that point, but yeah, this is, but so let's just stay in the moment though. I thought that they started to put some things together and I think you starting to have a bit of an identity. I thought the, uh, yeah. You know, I, I thought I thought your defensive line was what was really fun in this game because they they really got after uh, Shapin. Uh, they got after Richard Reese. Yeah, I mean, th- this was some domination last year in Lubbock, and I thought that the script was flipped uh, last night. And I thought it was from the edge. It was up front. It was uh, a lot of hats running to the ball. I mean, 17 yards rushing, man. You're just not going to win a lot of football games when you can only run for 17. And and to the contrary, you know, for Texas Tech, you're going to win a lot when you basically say this aspect of your offense, forget about it, not happening. And that's essentially what – and so they get you with a couple of pass plays. You lose Monterey Baldwin coverage a little bit, but it's just uh, – I was really happy for Steve Linton, who almost didn't even play in this game, as we now know. <laughs> yeah. and. You know, due to Banks, who I thought was just kind of yeah. this, hey man, you're 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 kind of missing it. Charles Esters, another one, and so you're starting to see some of this this depth, but also like it's kind of fun to think about. Okay, you know, what's this look like uh, in years to come? And you're still got all these freshmen out there, including Ben Roberts, who is like this grizzled veteran. He's going to feel like this old man. No kidding. Uh, to people, he leads the uh, team in tackles right now. Yep. And he is a baller, and he just is so consistent um, yeah. and very mature for his age. He's not a big rah-rah guy. He's like, I'm all about trying to keep the same routine. I try to learn and then run to the football, you know, and it's like I, he, he keeps it simple. But it's yep. just his production is just a lot of fun to watch. And then I think the Dingle kind of in, infuses this energy into you. Where, And if you just watch him, like, uh, in pursuit, when he kind of – tucks his head and like okay it's like okay i know where the ball's going and here and i'm gonna turn it on it's different um and it that's flies, gonna get yeah. that's gonna get better and that's why he's here you know but i just mm-hmm. thought baylor at times couldn't breathe last night you stop him you know what on five different fourth turnovers on downs Correct. five fourth downs i mean you, you let them convert one but anyway it just uh yeah, I I was very impressed with just the the, the lines of scrimmage uh last night and i was also I want to make sure that I keep mentioning this. I was very impressed with how efficient Baron Morton continued to be. Yeah, he had the interception. I think his arm strength is still not where you want it to be. Uh, And and I think it's, it's somewhat noticeable, but he's, he, he's still got the touch passes. He's got some zip. He's blocking uh, on, on a, on a two point conversion play. Mm -hmm. He's running one into the end zone and then he's kind of making these key plays uh, where the, the run is set up to pass, but then he's just kind of thrown to Baylor or Koy Aiken in, in spots where he's just in sync, but it's extremely efficient, and it, it's kind of fun because he's not 
the, the numbers aren't overwhelming, but you know, it, it's, it's just fun because he's playing winning football. Yeah, you're exactly right. No, I, I think on the, uh, I, I can only think of two throws where it looked like the arm strength was a little lacking last night. And it's the ones that are further down the field. One, one to the end zone that he left short to miles price. And then uh, of course the interception, I think are the two that you kind of point to, but you're still able to get good production out of Baron when he's not a hundred percent. And and hopefully you got a bye week what uh oh it's still ways off. You oh. still got two brutally tough physical games. So these we're K State like... and BYU and then the bye week. And then the bye. Yeah, so, these, these so if you can like survive Yeah, you can survive that. I mean and and going back to your point, and this is way looking ahead, but if you, if your goals are still hopes are still Big Twelve championship, you basically have to think, hey, you need to go undefeated up until that Texas game and give yourself a chance there, which is a crazy thought. But it then you narrow it down to, hey, let's just beat Kansas State one time for the first time in forever. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot still to be done, but man, it feels good to see this ship kind of ride it after after the rough t- start to the season and needs to be noted not excuse making because there's two games out there that you still feel like hey you you should have won those games but the opponents that have beat texas tech this year still a grand total of two losses between the three opponents because wyoming gets a win over fresno state uh while west virginia was off but two total losses among the three opponents that have beat texas tech so it did lose to good football teams on paper, at least. Yeah, yeah, and West no. Virginia was all. So, yeah. uh, yep. So, um, all right, let's get to uh, a couple of questions. We got a few from the audience. There's uh, this one. Uh, this one here's the one from the little brother. We'll start with that one. Uh, he says, "So if this Taj, is from your, this is from your little brother. Yeah, yeah little brother. Okay, Brandel says." Uh, Taj Taj Brooks is the best offensive player on the team. So who's the second best and who is the defensive MVP halfway through the season? Uh, You know, I I think uh, like, are we talking like right now or like, I don't know. How do do you, how do you judge this? So Woodman, like on most valuable, (laughs) like who can you least afford to like be without? Um, Uh, Yeah, that's probably how I judge it. That's the most important player. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would probably go now. That, especially even more so now, I, I would probably go to Rusty or Dennis Wilburn. Uh, I don't know, Caleb Rogers maybe, just because okay. I think it gets a little scary. Okay, you've got Cole Spencer. Sure, you, you had this Jacoby Jackson waiting in the wings. He's the 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 swing guy on the interior. It's like okay, now that he's in, yeah. But there's just it, it's like when everybody comes up a notch, these offensive linemen, these starters become even more valuable because there's less depth behind them. Ty Buchanan, obviously out as well. So all of a sudden you looked at your own line and we're like, okay, we got our starters. We got a sixth guy, seventh guy, and all those things. Now you look up and it's like, okay, well, who is the sixth guy, the seventh guy, the eighth guy? Yeah. Don't necessarily know the answer to that. Um, and, and I, and I, you know, you, you had Matt Keeler in there against Baylor last year just because of a, an injury and it just did, it wasn't, it wasn't great. And it's right. not nothing against Matt. I just don't know if he was ready yet at the time. So I, I would, I would point to, you know, I mean, obviously Baron too, just because you go from Baron to Jake strong, you know, but yeah, um, that, that, that would affect the college football. 
Yeah, that would affect the offense the most is if Barron was not involved. Um, and I think he is playing uh, very efficient and and well, as we stated. So I'm, I might I might go Morton just because you could say playing well, valuable, all the above. Uh, but I, I certainly would give a nod to some of those those key offensive line starters as well because they get the credit here for a lot of this run game. They also probably got some of the blame. Tyler Shuck got it, uh, which I thought was just misguided at times. But this group uh, up front didn't particularly play well uh, early on in the season. And and I thought, you know, a lot of the same components are there. Some of the same play calls. Some of the, and it just wasn't wasn't working. And I, I think they've gotten dramatically better. And I think the whole offense has improved because of it. So, okay, so there's there's most important. What about – Well, and, and defensively, like who, though, I'm going to tell you Rabbit. I just think he's – Yeah, that's exactly where I would go. And, and he he gave up. I don't know if, if it was all him or whatever. There, there was that long pass play that, you know, Monterey Ball, when he kind of is just jumping up and he can't quite reach it. And there was, you know, an angle question that you could have asked. But I just know what he means to this team. Oh. He makes plays. Uh, I think he is – absolutely respected in those four walls over there yeah and because of what he's about because i mean cj baskerville the other day you heard him on the coaches show who who took you under their wing who do you look up to who who whatever rabbit i mean it's like it didn't take him yeah but a second uh to to answer that and i think that tells you all you need to know about who who he is as a football player but it also helps when you're really good at it i mean yeah i mean he He's really good at it. I just, I love his vibe, man. It's like, I, I just love his, he's very smart. Um, he's a, he's a leader. He doesn't talk a lot of smack, uh, but he's an energy guy. You know, I just, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. So I don't know if I've answered the question, but. No, that, I think that answers it. Uh, the, the guys that will never get enough credit. And this is just how this works. Just like offensive line that your interior defensive line though, um, with both yeah. H- Hutchings and, and, Bradford. And Bradford, but both of those guys, they may not put up a huge tackle numbers, but they are filling gaps, filling holes, and mm-hmm. that's a huge reason why Baylor can only rush for 17 yards. Or you, you've seen these rushing numbers and totals really low uh, in general for for the opposition is is how well those guys do and allow linebackers to get up quickly and, and into the backfield. So, um, but yeah, I, I would go Rabbit too. Um, here's another question from TTU Trisha. This one's from the Twitter. What percentage is Morton playing at right now? Is he 50%, 100%? You've already oh, established he's I, not 100. I, I think you're probably somewhere in the middle of those two numbers. I, I don't, it's definitely not 100, uh, but, but I think it's better than 50. Um, so I can't, you know, I can't sit here and tell you he's at 63 or he's at 72. I, I but I, I think it's probably somewhere in between those. I mean, I think 70, 80 percent is fair. He may say, ah, I feel a bit better than that. But I think his his arm is just not, you know, he's going to deal with this for a little bit, his shoulder and uh, things like that. Um, but uh, if he continues to play efficient and very smart with it, uh, with, with some swagger, because one, I love the strut. I love the, the after he, he you know got into the end zone. I loved him throwing a block. You know, people may not even have seen that, but it was the two point conversion where it's like this fake reverse jet sweep, and Taj just kind of kept it. And Baron, you know, goes up the middle, and he just he just throws his shoulder into some poor poor assuming Baylor bear, 
Uh, I just, I don't know. I just kind of like his, uh, you know, I like his vibe right now too. Uh, just the way he kind of is carrying himself a little bit because he's not, you could just tell it's the second week in a row where he hasn't pressed. He hasn't tried to do too much, you know, and I, and I don't know whether the interception was him like calling it, you know, I knew Baylor adjusted and said, Hey man, you, you, you know, we're, we're tired of getting run on. Here's all these yellow jerseys. And so you, yeah, you gotta, you gotta stretch the field and take a few shots, but that was, uh, you know, into some double coverage type scenario. And it was just like, when you're trying to throw a, a 50, 50 ball to miles price, that's a bit tricky. Um, so that's what, uh, anyway, that's the only kind of criticism I guess you could offer up, but the rest of it was, I mean, spot on it was flawless. Yeah. Um, this question who currently on the team, this one is from Lisa who currently on the team has the best chance to get drafted high this year. Oh man, um, this, this could change a bit based on, you know, cause you're halfway through the season. Sure. I think Taj has put himself again, but I, I would just throw up the caveat though, that, you know, running backs are tricky in the draft. Uh, they, sure. they, they typically fall that you get criticized heavily for taking one really high. There's a lot of good running backs and all that. The one thing that Taj doesn't possess is like world-class speed, which will hurt him. You know, uh, you say that, but coach, coach has told, uh, or, or he's talked about how Taj is trickier, uh, or I guess quietly faster than he looks because he's he's given some of those GPS numbers and he's one of the fastest on the team this year. So yeah, he won't run a fast forty though. That's no. the problem, and that's what a lot of NFL teams are gonna base sure. it solely off of. Um, is he does he have some football speed? And and is he football fast? I don't disagree with you. And I do think he's actually quicker uh, now than he has been. Yeah. But again, it's the problem with the position. It's like they want, you know, the the kid for the Dolphins that came from A and M, A Chain or A Chan or however he's wanting us to pronounce it now. He <laughs> runs like a is. he runs like a four two. Yeah. Um. You know, and 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 you've got Bijan who who's a I mean a big time speed guy. Taj brings an absolutely well-rounded skill set. Don't, but I just from the draft standpoint, it's it gets into a bit of a different conversation. We can like him and and all that all we want, but it's just one of those things that's tricky at the next level. I, I do think though the the rabbit, uh, I think Malik Dunlap, uh, I think yeah. um I, I and I don't know about like the Coles and the Lintons just yet, uh, but I think they're gonna be possibly in the mix. You know, if, if Linton continues to do what he did against Baylor. <laughs> Yeah, three sacks a game will play. <laughs> we 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 and 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 a couple of and knocking the ball loose uh, yeah. a couple of times uh, as well. I, I think yeah, if he, if he starts to build off of that, I think uh, yeah, it'll it'll be it, that'll turn fairly quickly. But I don't know if I'm ready to to mention anybody else to you uh, just yet. Um, I may have missed somebody, but I don't I don't I don't know. It's just again, that's part of the problem with your team. But it's also, I mean, you you, you got to be a big time, measurable and productive guy to to enter into this conversation, which is why we're talking about the rabbits and the Tajas, and um, and then you start talking about the Coles and the and the Lentons and everything because they have the measurables to go with it, and then you start adding production with it, and look out. Yeah, no question. I mean, and I think I, Malik Dunlap being a ball hawk with he's got all the measurables checked. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, no, I think that's. Uh... That's another good one for sure. Austin right. McNamara, although that's another 
punters being drafted is is somewhat rare. It's happened. Uh, yeah, happened more regular regularly than people think. Uh, I get but, it. I, he's gonna be on an NFL roster. It's just yeah, exactly. Of... Yeah, but but do, does somebody pull the trigger and use up draft currency uh, to pick him? I don't know. That's a good question. All right, so uh, I got a couple of non-football questions. We'll get to those after we look towards K-State. So K-State, very well noted. They have kicked your butt around. And they've found a way to win ugly games against you in in the stretch quite a bit. There was one where they got, what, two onside kicks recovered a few years back. I think Nick Shimanek was your quarterback just to get to overtime, and you lose that one there. There's been some games where you absolutely should have won against this team. And you, you, so I don't know if there's a mental block with, with Kansas state involved as well or what, but they've found a way to beat Texas tech over and over. How can this week be different level? Well, cause what Kansas state typically is, is they, uh, they play better together than most teams do. Um, You've been beaten by them with with star power, like the Deuce Vaughn types. You've been mm-hmm. beaten with them with a special team, a hundred yard kick return. Uh, I've seen that movie before. Uh, you, you'll you know because again, typically under the Bill Snyder and now the Chris Kleiman area, Chris Kleiman era, mm-hmm. excuse me. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll take out the Ron Prince, you know, uh, <laughs> years there. Bring back want... Ron Prince. I know. I would love for them to. Um, That's what we need. They just don't really give you much. And what we saw on Friday night was not the Kansas State that you're used to seeing with the three turnovers. And Will Howard didn't play particularly well at all. And they gave up some big plays in the passing game. You, Oklahoma State started to run on them a little bit. Uh, and I think they – I think was it six field goals by Oklahoma State? I think so. I think, they, yeah. I think they kicked like five or six field goals, which, again, not a recipe there to try to beat good teams is, is relying heavily on the field goal. But so again, it was a grind for Oklahoma State, but they got it done. And but you, you just almost never see this version of Kansas State. You yep. see the very polished, mistake-free, low penalized. We'll wait on you to make the mistake, you know, mm-hmm. and then we'll capitalize on it. We'll pounce. Um, and it's just maddening. But yeah, speaking of uh <laughs> you know, teams having other teams' numbers, they absolutely have yours. And so it, it'd be nice to kind of turn that a bit. You had West Virginia's number, which you beat them four times in a row. I don't know. Uh, Baylor had beaten you four out of five times. You you kind of flipped that script a little bit. These guys have beaten you 11 of 12. And, and some of them have been lopsided. Some, a lot of them have been very close or one-score games. Yeah. But you're going to get a uh, – because all this margin for error talk that we're having – this is the defending Big 12 champs, and they're coming off of a loss, and they're sitting here having the same conversation that you are. We cannot take the second hit on our conference record. No, this early with that many games to play. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, and that's where it's uh, it's interesting for those that care about things. As we are recording this, according to uh, Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, K-State a one-point favorite on the road at Texas Tech, one point. So I'm guessing uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a lot of people would expect that to be a much higher number in favor of K-State. I would actually probably expect it to swing in favor of the Red Raiders before the uh, the week's up, but 
we'll, just because of the home field advantage, but we'll uh, we'll see. You got a night game at Jones Stadium. Um, as as bad as the road woes have been before Saturday night, uh, the the home games have been that good to uh, Joey McGuire and company, and uh, yep. I think that that should really give you a a solid advantage. We saw it at Oklahoma State. I mean that it did seem like the crowd played a factor in that one. Or that's a not a good Oklahoma State football team, but they got a win on a Friday night. Um, I, the league's hard, man. It is hard. It's just, it's just, and I think that it's a it's week to week sport. I can't emphasize it enough. Very much, you know. And I'll say this about Kansas State: I want to give them a lot of praise. They've earned this. I do think, though. They had four key draft picks uh, that I think, you know, they had one on the edge on the defensive line. We know about Vaughn, who's on the Cowboys roster. There were some other sneaky draft picks as well. I, I do think that, um, yeah. you know, Phillip Brooks is a, is a wide out returner that feels like he's been there for forever. Um, but 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 they, they miss a few playmakers on offense. This is methodical. This is. Yeah. Kind of a grind. This is the anytime you play Kansas State, it's always a limited possession game. This is kind of how they so they, they shorten it. And you know, if you get if you get down a bit, uh, you run out of chances. Uh, and and you and you and then you start to press and, and all those things. That's what that's what they they want to do. It's like this boa constrictor that just kind of squeezes you a little bit, and then you know, you're like, okay, I'm gonna let a little air out of my lungs, and then that bow and constrictor squeezes a bit more, and it's like, okay, well, I can't get that air back that I let out. That's gone. Um, so it's just kind of they just squeeze you, man, and it's it's frustrating because they typically just don't screw things up. I will say typically. though, yeah, they they aren't um they probably aren't quite as good as I would have thought. I do think they're upper tier big 12. Yeah, but I, I do think there's a few pieces that they are they're missing that they haven't. You know, I thought that I, I think they thought that the the running back from Florida State that transferred in there that would would ably replace Deuce Vaughn has not happened. Mm -hmm. I don't think Will Howard has been quite as healthy or as good as they would have hoped for. He's a big kid; he'll run it. Yeah, he's a good player. I just think he, there's also got to be some help around him too that takes the pressure off. And I don't know if he's had as much as they thought. Their best player on offense is honestly is it it's at Stinnett, uh, like this H back tight end type, where's number thirty four? They, yeah. just, they throw it to him, hand it to him. Might want to cover that guy this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just spy him something. I don't know, but yeah, he's the dude. Don't let him beat you. Yeah, exactly. Yes, because they, they throw it to him down the field. He's got yep. great hands. It's like a tight end, fullback. I it's weird, running but back it's a combo. typical yeah. Kansas State type type sure scenario. Is. Sure, is. yeah. But he he's actually a really really good football player. Yes. So okay, I got two uh, non football questions as we wrap up this one from Shane Level. What would you quantify as a successful postseason for the Texas Rangers, or are they already there? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't. As you're talking to me, uh, you've you've already won the, the wild card round. You're in the AO yeah. uh, division series now. Yeah. Um, you know, and there was a time when you know, heck, a month ago, where I was like, "You're not getting the playoffs. Not even getting in." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just we know that they're they're extremely flawed. Um, I think they are either they're, they're having a piecemeal, they're starting rotation together. Their bullpen has been a, just hold your breath. We, we were doing this together in a press box in Waco. 
um, as we were yeah. talking smack to each other, Whitman, I'm talking about you and I, um, watch it just, just kind of, oh, please. Oh, no. This, and, and it's just like, it's never easy. Hanging on um, every moment. I know, yeah. hanging on. But with no every DeGrom, pitch. no Scherzer, uh, you know, and, and some of these other things, I mean, I, I don't want to say you're on borrowed money or or this is gravy right now, but you're close to that kind of territory. Yeah. I don't know how realistic it is to keep tempting fates and just keep getting these timely hits and not committing errors and playing great defense. And you you walk somebody on four pitches to put the lead guy on, and then they ground into a double play. I mean, (laughs) this is just like the kind of, so I, I I tend to think you're, you're pretty close to it. It's because you're, you're, you're on the way back. I think you, you, you feel like with Evan Carter, with Josh Young and some of these young pieces with some of these free agents you've acquired, you're going to continue to be aggressive with your trades and free agent market. You're built to win next year because I believe Scherzer and DeGrom are under contract next year. So you don't have no plans of like going, you know what? Never mind. We'll, we'll, uh, let's, let's just get back to rebuilding. You're not, you're not doing that. Well, uh, you're hosting the all-star game, you know, next year at your stadium. Oh yeah. Uh, next summer and all that stuff. So anyways, uh, I, I, but I, I do tend to think based on some of the hits you've taken with your rotation, you're, you're closer to the uh yeah you're 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 in gravy mode right now but hey man i'm i'm here for it keep on winning sure uh quick one from mark to wrap up a fun one the start bench cut you know how to do all that right it's the start bench cut tacos yes, i know how to do that okay tacos enchiladas fajitas i'm starting crispy beef tacos uh Ooh. i Gosh dang it! Yeah, this sucks. Um, <laughs> I know. I I would pro- I love me an enchilada. I would probably cut it because I love the the fajita. It feels fajita. like a yeah I, I yeah I would probably bench it. But crispy beef tacos that's like a it, as simple your... as it is. Taco okay. night at our house as basic as it gets. I make the guacamole mm. uh, and all that stuff. Anyway, I know we've run out of time here, but uh, but yeah, that's how I'm rolling. Uh, shoot me, fire me, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't hate you, enchiladas. I'm just telling you, go Rangers, <laughs> go Red Raiders. Have a good week, everybody. Appreciate you joining us. All right, thanks, Level. Appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, hopefully after the third one in a row. You got it. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned into the Ask Level podcast brought to you by Double T 97.3. Y'all have a great week. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.